0: It's super easy. Just visit Serial Napper on your Spotify app and click the button at the top that says exclusive episodes for subscribers. Don't use Spotify for your listening? No problem. Just visit patreon.com slash Serial Napper to get your episodes ad-free and enjoy uninterrupted storytelling while you get your naps in. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. Welcome to my first episode in a series this month that I like to call Serial Nightmare. I usually do this in October for Halloween, but I guess I'm just a little bit too excited. So I decided to bring it back a little bit early this year. For the month of July, I'll be covering spooky, creepy, and all-around what-the-fuck type stories. But don't worry, for you true crime lovers, I'm going to continue to sprinkle in some of that too. In our first episode tonight, we're talking about the idea of reincarnation and the Pollock twins. Sisters Jacqueline and Joanna were horrifically killed when a car mowed them down in the middle of the road. Of course, their parents were absolutely devastated over the loss. However, the following year, the mother would give birth to a set of twins, twin girls who would have the exact same birthmarks as Jacqueline and Joanna, along with many memories and knowledge that just didn't seem possible. I've always been super intrigued with the idea of reincarnation, and stories like this leave me wondering... What happens to us when we die? Before we jump in, tonight's episode is sponsored by Garage Stores with a Their online shop has a massive stock of products and accessories for you to jazz up your vehicle. They have everything from car organizers, car accessories, repair tools, and cleaning supplies. They also provide free shipping on your order, free returns, and a money-back guarantee so that you can feel confident in your purchase. One of my favorite things about their online shop is that they have a ton of product reviews so you can really find out the quality and usefulness of that product you're interested in buying beforehand. Check out Garage Stores with a Z.com for all of your vehicle accessory needs. All right, let's jump in. The head of household, John and Florence Pollock, met and married in the early 1940s in northeast England. John Pollock was a devout Catholic, and he encouraged Florence to embrace Catholicism as well, which she did. Interestingly enough, though, even though John was dedicated to his religion, he often wondered about the idea of reincarnation, and if maybe it was a real thing. For those not familiar with the Catholic religion, they believe that when you die, you either go to heaven or hell. You don't linger around on earth as a spirit, and those who you may consider a ghost are actually demons. They also definitely don't believe in reincarnation. You either go to heaven or hell for eternity once you've passed on. So for John to have such a curiosity about reincarnation, it really went against all he was taught to believe. It was an idea that he often thought about even as a child— but he had no idea he would encounter a real-life reincarnation experience as an adult. The Pollocks owned and operated their own grocery store and dairy delivery business, which meant that they were very busy and very hardworking. When they had their first child in 1946, a little girl named Joanna, they knew that they would need help if they were to continue to grow their family. So they moved to Hexham, Northumberland, where Florence's mother would help to care for the grandchildren. Shortly after the move, in 1951, the family had another baby girl named Jacqueline. The two little girls would be born five years apart, which may seem like a rather large age gap, but they were still very, very close. They were always together, playing dress-up, acting, and everything else that little girls loved to do. Although the little girls were raised mostly by their grandmother because of the parents' busy work schedule, it was a family that was filled with so much love and every spare moment was spent together. When Jacqueline was three years old, she somehow fell into a bucket and she hit her head, which resulted in a large scar on her forehead. This distinct mark on her forehead would become important later on, as would be a birthmark that she had on the left side of her wrist. According to her parents, when Jacqueline learned to speak, she would often say something really strange, something to the effect of, I will never be a lady. Her parents didn't really know what she meant by this, but it was something that she would repeat often. One morning in 1957, the girls were on their way to church, walking with another little boy from the neighborhood. Joanna was 11 and Jacqueline was 6. This was something completely normal for the times. The children traveled close together and they were all familiar with the route to church. It's one that they had taken many times before. As they walked, a car drove up close behind them. And unfortunately, the car never slowed down and drove directly into the three children, killing them. The car was driven by a local woman, which of course seems strange. Why would a woman ever drive her car into three children? Well, there was some speculation as to why. One of the stories told was that she had just lost custody of her own children and she had taken a bunch of drugs before getting into her car. She got into the car and she wanted to commit suicide. Some believe that she was likely so distraught and so high off the drugs that she never even saw the children and never intended to kill them at all. The other story was that she did indeed see the three children, and she was so angry about losing her own children that she decided to kill three others. Kind of along the lines of, if I can't have my children, you can't have yours. The woman was taken into custody and eventually sent to a psychiatric facility. As you can imagine, John and Florence were devastated over the death of their two little girls. Florence went into a deep depression. She kept playing the scene over and over in her head of what had happened to them. And through her Catholicism, she believed that they were truly gone from the earth, up in heaven now. However, this didn't provide her with much comfort. She didn't want to get out of bed, and she cried all the time. John, on the other hand, he thought about things a little bit differently. He claimed to have felt their presence in the home, particularly in the little girl's bedroom. He would spend much of his time here feeling like he was closest to the little girls when he was there. And he prayed. He prayed for them to come home through reincarnation. He believed that reincarnation was real and that if his girls could come back to this earth, He would be able to show the Catholic Church that it was, in fact, a real thing. This caused a lot of problems between John and Florence. Florence just really wanted to move on. She felt her girl's spirit was gone, and she needed to pick up the pieces of their life and move forward. But John made that incredibly difficult, with all of his talk about their spirits, being in the house, and about reincarnation. They fought about it so much that they nearly decided to split up until Florence discovered that she was pregnant. Now again, this is the 50s, so medical technology isn't what it is now, but John was convinced that Florence would give birth to two babies. The doctor was firm that she was only having one baby, and Florence herself felt like there was only one baby in her belly, but John just wouldn't give it up. And sure enough, on October 4th, 1958, Florence gave birth to two healthy baby girls named Jillian and Jennifer. It was a huge shock to everyone. It wasn't like twins ran in the family. And as the shock subsided, the family appeared to happily carry on, feeling incredibly blessed with these two baby girls in their life. As the babies grew older and bigger, they really began to resemble their deceased sisters. The deceased daughter, Joanna, had a slender build, which was very similar to the twin, Jillian. Jacqueline, who was also deceased, was more on the stocky side, which was very much like Jennifer. She was also more stocky than her twin sister, even though they were identical twins. But it wasn't just features like their hair and their eyes. Jennifer had the exact same birthmark in the exact same spot as her deceased sister Jacqueline. And she had a very distinct white line on her forehead, exactly where Jacqueline had a scar from hurting her head when she fell in the bucket. David was convinced that his twin girls were the reincarnation of his deceased daughters. And Florence, well, she was skeptical, but the more she watched, the more she wondered. The twins behaved very much like their sisters. They were very close, and they played the same games, like dress-up and acting, but they also had many of the same mannerisms. Jillian would often appear to mother her younger sister Jennifer and acted much older than her, much like Joanna used to do with Jacqueline. Joanna and Jacqueline used to like combing people's hair, especially their fathers. Jillian and Jennifer did, too. There were just so many similarities and maybe too many coincidences to ignore. But then something even stranger happened. When the twins were three years old, Florence decided to bring down some toys from the attic, toys that had belonged to Joanna and Jacqueline. She set them down in front of the twins, and she was shocked to watch as the girls claimed the toys as their own. Jillian claimed Joanna's toys as if they were hers, And Jennifer, she claimed Jacqueline's. Usually the twins would fight over toys, but not with these. It was like they knew which toy had belonged specifically to them. There were dolls amidst the toys, and the twins, they recalled their names. Names that their deceased sisters had previously given them. And they talked about how Santa Claus had brought these dolls for them. And indeed, Santa had brought the dolls for the deceased sisters many years ago. I love to travel. From the bustling city of Tokyo to the beaches of Thailand, there's nothing I enjoy more than getting the chance to see the world and experience different cultures firsthand but the language barrier, it can be an issue. Sure, you can use an app on your phone, but things often get lost in translation. I truly believe that learning at least some of the language of the land that you're visiting is the first step to ensuring a smooth and meaningful experience. That's why I'm excited about Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone has been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Japanese, Spanish, German, Korean, Italian, and more. Learning a new language can be tough especially with all of the different nuances. But Rosetta Stone is designed to help you speak like a local, so you'll feel confident in what you're saying. I don't know how many times I've been traveling to a new country and struggled to get my point across just because I wasn't properly pronouncing something that I thought I knew, which is why I love Rosetta Stone's built-in true accent feature, which helps you master your accent. They also have convenient desktop and app options so you can learn on the go. Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership includes all 25 languages. So once you're finished learning one language, you can start on another. Whether you're an avid traveler like me or just want to impress your friends with a new skill, it's a steal of a deal at 50% off. That's right. 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Now, the Pollocks had long since moved from their previous residence. They had wanted a fresh start with the twins after their girls had been killed. When the twins were a bit older, they decided to take them around their old neighborhood and just show them around. As they walked around the city, the little girls appeared to know their way around easily, as if they were remembering it. And they quickly located the park and the swing set. They also identified the school that their sisters used to go to. It was as if they had been there before. And you might be thinking, okay, okay, this is all just a big coincidence. It doesn't mean anything. And you might be right. But... Apparently, the girls also had memories of the car accident that killed their sisters. Memories as if they were their own. They knew things, specific details, that they should never have known. The Pollocks hadn't told them anything about their sister's death because they were far too young to hear such horrific details. But on one occasion in particular, Florence overheard her daughters talking about the accident as if they had been there. She watched as Jillian touched Jennifer's head and said, The blood's coming out of your eyes. That's where the car hit you. When discussing the accident, Jillian and Jennifer often spoke in the present, as if they were actually reliving the experience, not just retelling a story. Both of the girls were also deathly afraid of cars. It was said that they would panic and cling to each other if there was ever a car driving towards them or a car that appeared to be driving too fast. John Pollock was absolutely convinced by all of this that his twin daughters were reincarnations of his two previously deceased daughters. Again, Florence was still skeptical, but particularly when the twins would talk about the accident, an accident they were never told about, she began to believe that it could be true and in many ways, it helped them to both move forward and start to heal in their grief. The Pollock twins were featured in many studies of reincarnation. Some scientists believe that these strange coincidences could be explained by the fact that their mother Florence was still grieving when they were conceived and developing in the womb. Therefore, she may have left kind of like an imprint on them, giving them similar features and birthmarks which in itself is a really interesting concept to consider, even if you don't believe in reincarnation. The idea that a mother can shape her unborn child based upon how they're feeling or what they're thinking, that is just, that's so crazy to think about. Many scientists believe that it was fake altogether, especially since most of these events were only ever witnessed and recorded by their parents, David and Florence. And of course, these grieving parents might relish at the idea that their deceased children have come back in some way. They thought that maybe the twins had overheard stories. Even if the parents didn't directly tell them what happened to the sisters, they would probably pick up pieces here and there. And of course, they are still sisters to the deceased girls. So of course, they might have similar features and mannerisms. They're cut from the same cloth. One odd thing about the twins, though, that couldn't be explained was the birthmarks. They were identical twins, and so for them to have different birthmarks, each matching those of either the deceased Joanna or Jacqueline, this was highly unusual. The whole birthmark thing has always made me wonder. There's this theory by those who believe in reincarnation that a birthmark may be representative of an injury from a past life or even how you died. So, for example, if you have a birthmark on your chest, maybe you were stabbed there in a previous life. If you have a birthmark on your head, maybe you were shot in the head. I have a birthmark on my arm. It's rather large, and I've often wondered if maybe it's something I received in a past life. It's definitely an interesting theory. When Jillian and Jennifer got older, all of those memories seemed to fade away. They both seem to pretty much accept that they were Joanna and Jacqueline reincarnated, which is super sad if you think about it. Can you imagine carrying that kind of weight on your shoulders? That you're not really your own person, but rather you are your deceased sister come back to life. That's got to be a huge burden to bear. And they still did have some skepticism since they were just hearing stories about what had happened and they couldn't really remember any of it themselves. However, later in life, Jillian would talk about an unusual vision that she had. She saw herself playing in a sandpit at a house that she had never actually been to. She described the home so specifically, it matched perfectly to a home that her deceased sisters used to live in, which, coincidentally, had a sandbox that they loved to play in. Overall, the story of the Pollock twins has been widely discussed and widely criticized. It's both used as a case to bolster support behind the idea of reincarnation, while simultaneously being used to dispel it. But I'd love to hear what you think. Is reincarnation possible? And if it is, do you believe the Pollock twins were a reincarnation of their deceased sisters? And if you don't believe in reincarnation, why not? And how do you think that these girls were so similar? How did this happen? Send me your thoughts. I always love to hear it. I'm personally of the belief that I have no idea what happens to us when we die. And I don't think any of us will ever know until it's too late to relay that information back. Either way, I'm so interested in exploring all avenues of life after death, the spirit realm, and all of those kind of goodies because don't we all have this natural curiosity about what really happens to us when we die? Is it goodbye forever or is it just goodbye for now? Do we stay here or do we go elsewhere? What becomes of our spirit or our energy? I need to know more and I have to dive deeper. That's it for me tonight. I'd like to once again thank our sponsor. Make sure you check out Garage Stores with a z.com for all of your vehicle accessory needs. They have a huge selection. Guys, they got free shipping, buyer reviews, and a no-hassle return policy. Make sure you check their link in my show notes. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. You can also search for me on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check me out on Twitter at Serial Napper, or I'm on YouTube, Nikki Young, Serial Napper, all one word. And if you'd like to become a Patreon and unlock some badass bonuses, including exclusive ad-free episodes just for you, visit patreon.com slash Napper. Until next time, sleep tight and don't look under the bed. Bye.